With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. You're listening to a weekly podcast made by Miami Dolphin fans for Miami Dolphin fans. Your source for entertaining Dolphin news, insight, and general conversation. Here's your host, Michael Fink. All right, and uh, today with me, I've got Jim Johnson. Hello, everybody. And Louis Ragoni. Hey, Dolphins. How you guys doing today? No, I'm doing good. Doing good. It's a little hot, but uh, hey, why not? It's summertime. Yeah, Jim's doing real well. He's got the day off from work. He's got uh-huh. a three-day weekend there, so I'm sure he's doing, <laughs> That's good. He's That's... doing real well. We're... Other than I work Saturdays, so it's 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 still better than ah, having to work. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So two days is still you know two days off, not bad. But not you bad. get Sunday off to watch the games. That's the important thing. That's it. Right. That's what it's all about, Jim. Is I mean, you have when I was working, I did everything possible to get Sundays off, and uh, when I wasn't off on Sundays, it was not a good day. It just was <laughs> not a good day. Not what one o'clock starts, you know. Mm-hmm. So. But anyway, yeah, Mike, answer your question. I'm doing great. Thank I you. thought you might be. Um, okay. All right. I am too, actually. It's, it's been a rough day, but I'm over it, you know. Uh, anyway, hey, what we're. Not everybody gets to go to the DMV twice in one day. No, no. What we're going to do today is, is something that uh, one of our listeners, Sam Davino, uh, requested that we do. He wants us to come up with 10 reasons to be optimistic and maybe 10 reasons to be pessimistic about this coming season. So that's what I've done. I've, I've got 10 reasons on each side, and I'll go ahead and present those uh, systematically here, and you guys will chime in with your reasons, and we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, and, and my first reason to be optimistic is, I, you know, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick's comfort level with uh, Chan Gailey and uh, vice versa, you know, Gailey's comfort level with uh, Ryan. You uh, guys agree? You, well, yeah. I mean, I, I think that one of the uh, – one of the positions where the strongest at is the quarterback position. I mean, you've got a veteran quarterback in Fitzpatrick, and then you've got a, a great young player in Tua. So when you look at this team as a whole, and you're looking at positions where you feel pretty confident, I mean, you have to feel confident about that quarterback position. I mean, it's definitely one of the most positive things about our team. Now, you threw – uh, our offensive coordinator in the mix there. And, uh, you know, I'm a little pessimistic about, about that situation. I know they've, I know they've worked together, but I felt that, um, you know, the coordinator last year did a great job. And, um, you know, I, I was kind of upset over the fact that, that, uh, we don't have him back this year and I'm not, you know, overly thrilled with the replacement. And we've talked about this in the past, so I'll just leave it at that. But yeah, the quarterback position is definitely, I think, a strength on this team right now. Yeah, I pretty much agree with, with what you 
with your pick of Fitz. I mean, he, he played well. He pulled a lot of plays out of his shorts. And, uh, you know, he's reunited with a familiar coach. So, you know, he should have another strong year. And if something happens, you know, we've got two of us waiting in the wings. Well, you know, with the offseason kind of uh, screwy, um, I think that their comfort level with each other is going to pay dividends. And that's really where I was coming from. It's not that I'm a big Chan Gailey fan, but I think that under the circumstances, it's a good fit. I mean, Mike, one one more thing to add to that. You know, honestly, I think that regardless of who Fitzpatrick worked with this year, um, it's a positive having a veteran guy, especially with, you know, with with what you just mentioned in regard to the amount of practice. I mean, this guy is going to go out, he knows systems, and he's a veteran guy, and he's going to do the job one way or another. So absolutely. I mean, you know, he's he's a definite positive. Yeah. Now, I think that Parker should be even better uh, this year with his renewed confidence. Uh, he just has a different attitude about him this offseason, and uh, I really do think he's going to have a better season. He may not necessarily have more yardage, but I think he's going to be more impactful. Parker is definitely one of the one of the returning players that I'm optimistic about. So, yeah, he's, he's high on my list of uh, bright spots from last year and moving into this year as well. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Parker, I had it as a whole, Mike, in regard to the positives, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, in regard to things being optimistic. Uh, You look at the three guys at those receiver positions. You got Preston Williams coming back, and he showed us a lot last year. Parker, obviously, that we just, you know, we just discussed him and Gasicki at the tight end position. I think that all three of those guys really played really good football last year. And I think they're going to build on that. So as a group, you know, I look at those three as our starters, you know, in a base offense, that's a nice solid group. Um, you know, from there, you know, there's a lot of question marks with guy, you know, with, with Wilson obviously not being there and stuff. So there is some pessimistic things to be, you know, to be concerned with as well in regard to the receiving crew as a whole. But those three starters, you got to feel really good about. No, I I agree. I mean, you know, Parker, how can you not be excited to try to see if he can uh, string another great season together? So, uh, you know, it's the same system, basically. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can put together this season. Now, we don't know if it's the same system or not. Well, it's basically the same quarterback, which ah, okay. which the communication is going to be similar. You know, Absolutely. regardless yes. they of know what, each other, regardless of what plays, they they know each other's tendencies at yep. this point. Yeah, it, you know, Jim, building on that, what you just said, I mean that that's a key, isn't it? I mean, you've got you've got the quarterback and you've got the three guys he worked with, and that's why it's it's such a thing that you know it's something to be real positive about it's one of the few positions if you think about it that you've got the same group of players coming back to play the same positions as they did last year you can't really say that about any other position on this team right basically yeah. i mean it's, if you look around as a whole you know no, the team absolutely. is absolutely you're you're exactly right right yeah. It's been a revolving door at most of the positions and and those those tendencies that you know a quarterback and a wide receiver they know those tendencies and when push comes to shove it goes to second nature and those tendencies you know they they know what the other guy's thinking whereas you get two new guys they don't have any idea what's going through their mind so it's it's a big plus to to uh, have that second or third year yeah, guy you have that little bit of chemistry together yep absolutely 
All right, so my next one you, you sort of touched on, Lou, and that was Kosicki. Uh, he finished strong in, in 2019, and that should provide a, a springboard for a successful season. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, Gasicki, I think, is going to improve again this year. We got to hope that he improves. We don't want him going backwards. Um, you know, but there's, there's, it, you got to be pessimistic about the guys playing behind them, Mike. I mean, yeah, we'll, get, we'll get to the pessimistic stuff. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. So I see what we're doing here. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, my next reason, Jim, was, well, going to have new offensive linemen, which to me is a positive. They literally can't be much worse than the linemen we had out there last year. Uh, yeah, liter- literally that was the first thing on my, my optimistic list was added offensive linemen. You know, I, I mean, we've got to be happy and optimistic about what these new guys can do. And like you said, it it, it can't get much worse. That whole 1.9 yards per carry is uh, not acceptable. Yeah, I mean, you look across the line and you hope that there's upgrades everywhere. You know, that's the key. And um, there's question marks there, but, you know, the fact that there's going to be some nice competition and, um, you know, we've got a bunch of new guys in camp, uh, it, it's definitely something to be optimistic about. Listen, this offense, offensive line can't go anywhere but up you know, compared to what they did last year. I mean, the running game was just not there. Uh, they've got to build on that. And, um, you know, I think that the guys that they brought in are definitely, definitely going to be upgrades. I think so, too. The only guy I'm a little concerned about is Kinley, the uh, guard, but we'll see. My next reason was Howard and Breda. Uh, Thunder and Lightning. <laughs> Thunder and lightning. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. It's again, it's upgrades. I mean, you, you look at what we had after Drake left last year, there wasn't really an awful lot there to, you know, to work with. And, uh, you've got two solid running backs in camp right now. Brita one of the fastest, maybe the fastest running back in the league. And Howard, he, says, he says he is, <laughs> he says he is right. I mean, you know, but I mean, listen, when you watch him, he does look like he's a hell of a lot faster than anybody he's going up against. So um, I like it. You know, they're upgrades. And, um, you know, I mean, you you add that to the receiving core that we have in the quarterback, and this should be a fun offense to watch. How do you feel, Jim? I'm basically the same as you two. Uh, I mean, you know, Lou's already spoke to it. You know, we really didn't have much to offer for, for running backs. And uh, we tried a few guys. and. Uh, they weren't doing much, but probably mostly because of the offensive line. But still, they, they didn't make many plays. How can you not like a guy that's that fast and got a little attitude to him? So uh, I'm anxious to see what they can do on the field. Me too. My next reason is uh, Devin Gutschel is in a contract year. <laughs> yeah. That, that, you, that, that usually, usually energizes them, doesn't it? Yeah, that's, it's funny how those greenbacks Motivation. will motivate you. Mm-hmm. Motivation. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's really a key. I mean, him and Wilkins in the middle are are really a key to our defense. I mean, it starts right there. As far as I'm concerned, those guys have to control the middle of the field to where they just don't allow rushing yards. And, um, you know, he should be motivated in a contract year. No question about it. And uh, you just hit on my next reason, which is uh, Christian Wilkins. You know, he's got a season under his belt and, and should improve. So between that and Gottschall being in his contract year, I think that bodes well for the middle of the defense. Jim? Mm -hmm. We're like 
two peas in a pod here on these optimistic reasons. It's these are things that we've been wanting to see for a number of years. You know, improve the offensive line and and get better in the trenches. And and we've got more pieces to do just that. And you know, Wilkins had a solid but not spectacular year. If he can, uh, you know, pressure the quarterback and and crunch that pocket a little bit more, it'll be. Uh, It'll be he great actually to, great had to, a good amount of pressures. He did not have a lot of sacks, and that's you know people yeah. look at that. You know, oh yeah. Well, the sacks is every, what everybody wants to see. Yeah. Uh, you know, he did. You know, he was great at stopping the run, and uh, he just didn't penetrate that pocket a whole lot. And uh, you know, if he can get in there a little deeper, and with Godchow uh, looking to to make an impact as well, it's it. It bodes well for our defensive front. Yep, we got to hope those guys take another step, you know, and right. that's really what you're looking for. Uh, the next uh, optimistic reason I have is uh, obviously Van Noy and Lawson. I think they'll help solidify the front seven. Yeah, I mean, and Agba, Mike. I mean, don't yep. count him out of it. I mean, he's in the picture as well. I mean, you added some some guys that we didn't have last year. And, you know, I talk about this all the time. You know, they're they're upgrades from what we had. You know, you've got guys in here now that that have been in the league a few years, all of them. And, um, you know, that's a positive. I mean, they're upgrades at every position. That's going to be a key. I mean, we talked about the inside players. Well, now we're talking about the outside guys. And, yeah, I mean, as long as they go out and they do their job and you know they're going to be better than they were last year, the guys that we had last year, we should be fine. I mean, those are three really good additions. And, uh some real surprises for us. You know, there's a few other guys as well, you know, but, um, you know, Strobridge, uh, the drafting, I think he's going to be a pretty solid player. So there's a little little bit of depth there now. Whereas last year, I mean, you know, we had rotating starters, guys that were starting one week and then inactive the following week. So, I mean, you know, what does that tell you about the players we had last year? I right. mean, you know, not, not good. Not good, but. I'll tell you what was good. Uh, I think Coach Flores made, made a real impact uh, in his first season here. We saw a team playing disciplined football, which is something that we haven't seen in quite a few years. He was my last reason to be optimistic. Uh, how do you feel about Flores, Jim? Probably much like I do. Uh, yeah, Flores was number two for my optimistic reasons. Uh, he's instilled a, a good program. The players are responding to him. Uh, they're playing for him. They're, they pulled out wins. They really, nobody figured they would. So uh, we're seeing some disciplined football, and, and I'm anxious to see again what uh, Flores can do in his second year. Yeah, under you know, under difficult circumstances. Oh yeah, that I mean, and he's under he's into some more difficult circumstances this year with all this COVID stuff. But yeah, that was uh, my point. Yeah, it's uh, he's ha- he hasn't had an easy go there since he's been taken over the reins. You guys have any optimistic reasons that I didn't touch on? Uh, yeah, I had a few. Well, uh, Lewis. Well, the cornerbacks. I mean, we've got a phenomenal tandem. Oh, you, know, you beat you beat me to it, Lou. Oh, I, I skipped it. I did have Jones and Howard, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean the, that that tandem right there. I mean, you got to be happy with that. You know, that, those two guys playing on the outside, especially with the way the league is now, in regard to uh, you know throwing the ball all over the place. Uh, the kid we drafted in the first round had some depth Ig there. Benogany. I mean, listen, a nice, nice group of cornerbacks there. Uh, So you have to be optimistic about that. There's no question about it. Uh, Jim, I'll let you go on the next one because I have one or two more here just real quick. So you got anything else? I've got a couple little things. Well, they're not really little things, but 
we didn't have any major losses with players opting out with this COVID. Uh, so, you know, that was kind of, you know, we lost Wilson, but, uh, you know, he hasn't really put in a full season yet anyway, so I w- wasn't. You're not overly you know, concerned about yeah, that, huh? Yeah, it's not a big, big loss for me. Um, so we had two or three guys opted out, so it, not a big loss compared to some of the teams. And then uh, w- another thing to be optimistic about is the Patriots are looking very vulnerable. So, you know, that's another thing for to me to to feel happy about going into the season (laughs) yeah i had that jim that was what i was going to touch on (laughs) and not only not only the pats but the division as a whole i mean this is a division that i personally believe we can compete in uh the, the bills are i say it over and over again that they're a very good team but they're not a great team and when you look around the rest of the nfl i mean there's some really really solid football teams in every other division and there's in some divisions there's three or four so when you look at our division as a whole and you look at this season and where we may wind up uh you know it, it it's something to be optimistic about it, it's a situation where you know you never never know uh, you know, we get some wins in our division and we could be looking at a playoff spot there. So uh, that was definitely something that was on my list as well. All right. Those were the reasons to be optimistic. Now, people are going to think we're bipolar, I have a feeling, but uh, we've got some reasons to be pessimistic and some of those contradict our reasons for optimism. For example, Howard's knees continue to give him trouble. And that spells trouble for the secondary. Both McCain and Rose struggle at safety as teams are attacking them. Did you just touch on two things, Mike? No, it's one, actually. It's secondary. <laughs> <laughs> Howard's knees and the, and the safety is getting attacked. Yeah, as far as Avian Howard goes, man, we have to hope those those knees are solid this year. I mean, I mean we want to see a spectacular tandem back there just locking down both sides of the field, but... That is a pretty big if, and uh, yeah, Howard was definitely on my list of things to be nervous about. So yeah, I that's a big if for me, and you know I haven't heard a whole lot either way about how he's progressing or what the you know prognosis is or what. So yeah, well, that's a, that's supposedly a big... everything's fine, but you know you hear that regardless of the situation. Yeah, so. yeah, everything's always fine, yeah. and then yeah, and then the sky falls, but. Uh, yeah, that's a big concern for me is uh, if we're going to hang on to Xavier Howard and not, not trade him away, uh, is he going to be healthy? Yeah, he's, he's getting big money. He's got to play big. It's as simple as that. I mean, we've seen, we've seen guys go in different directions once they get that big contract. Some guys just get fat and lazy, and you know that's just an expression. I'm not saying he's fat or overweight coming into camp. What I'm <laughs> saying is, is that you know, sometimes they – they take the money and um, you know maybe the relax a little bit. They yeah they, they kick it back you know a notch or two. But um, we got to hope that he comes back with the you know definitely the attitude that he has something to prove that he is one of the best cornerbacks in the league. And um, you know he comes back from the injury and he looks fine. I haven't heard anything otherwise either, Mike, in regard no. to Look, the injury. You know we you had know, to have we had to have reasons of pessimism. This this was a requirement of the show. So right. we put we put that out there because it is a reason for concern. But am I truly worried about it? No, I'm right. really not. I think Howard's fine. I think he's going to have a good season. Uh, the next one is is Parker had a career year last year, and the key was he stayed healthy. He maybe he won't do it again. Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be fine. I think this guy turned the corner 
last year. I think that he understands what he has to do as a football player in the NFL. And I, you know, I, I truly yeah. believe, no, I agree as you, you mentioned, you know, his attitude is, is totally different. He's got that confidence and, uh, you know, it should carry him a long way this year as well. You know, I feel like he's working hard and I, and I really feel like he has turned the corner. I hope we're right. You know, Jim? <laughs> I, I find it pretty comical that we're all pretty much on the same page here with with these with these players that are they give us so much hope and enthusiasm and then in the back of our minds we're like oh no <laughs> uh-huh. oh no he's going to go back to the first couple of years uh so yeah uh Devontae Parker looked like a, a brand new guy out there on the field last year he was he was putting in the work he wasn't taking plays off and he was healthy, obviously, but the biggest thing is he played well, and you could tell that he liked it. Yeah, and he's going to want to keep doing that because because he had fun, and you know he showed. We li- saw an aggressiveness that we really had not seen previously. Yeah, I mean he enjoyed he enjoyed looking at those cornerbacks and safeties after he got a touchdown. Just he just kind of nodded at them and jawed a little bit. You know he he enjoyed that, so he's going to want more of that this year and and from now on. Yeah, he I mean he had the opportunities. I mean you know when when we watched him early on in his career, I mean honestly, how many opportunities did he get down the field? It always seemed like you know he get they'd get give him one or two shots a game if that if that. It was always check downs and stuff like that. And last year, the opportunities were thrown his way and he came up big over and over again. So, you know, I mean, other than the injury situation, Mike, um, Agreed. I, you know, I, I don't think there's going to be a problem with him at all. I think we're going to see much of the same. You're not yeah. going to like this one either. Fitzmagic turns tragic and uh, Tua isn't ready and Rosen is chosen. <laughs> what now why do you even have to talk such nonsense wow i mean mike that's three scenarios there i mean wow. you know you're you're really i mean you're you're diving off a cliff here i mean you're not even <laughs> you know you're not even taking a little step you're going hey hey lou hey lou yes. have you been watching dolphins football the last 20 years <laughs> that, those are three hypotheticals that wow i mean listen it's it's possible but uh boy boy oh boy i mean if we have to turn the rosen uh you know you may have to find somebody for the show halfway through the season mike if it comes down to that because <laughs> uh you know i i i don't see that happening i mean i think that fitzpatrick's going to you know he's going to play the same type of football he did last year he has fun you no know. fitz tragic huh no i don't see it i just don't and, and mike if 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 it does happen you have a guy like Tua behind him, and um, I don't think he's going to disappoint either. Um, you know, I think we'll be fine. I mean, you know, if it comes down to Rosen, you know, I mean, he'll probably do an adequate job. I don't think he's, you know, he's going to be the worst quarterback we've had in the history of the Dolphins either. <laughs> no, uh, I don't either. We don't want to see him, though. I could tell you that much. I mean, if we see him, then we've got some serious problems this year. Yeah, I uh, I'm going to add one more thing here. Sure, okay. Uh, we talked about Fitzpatrick being a, you know, reason for optimism, uh-huh. you know, at the beginning of the show and I had Tua on my list of reasons to be optimistic and I kind of skipped it towards the end, but okay. you've got Fitz and you've got Tua and I mean, how can you not be optimistic about the guy everybody loves in Fitzpatrick and and your number 5 overall draft pick 
uh, Tua coming in. The I best mean, prospect we've had since Marino. It's very exciting to even think about him being ready to play. So I'm I'm just tickled. But on the same flip side, it's another reason for concern because Fitz Magic could go Fitz Tragic, you know, and have a five interception game. Uh, and we don't know what Tua is going to have. What's going to happen with Tua? There's injury concerns. There's you know translating to the NFL concerns. So they're both reasons to be optimistic. But uh, you know, pump the brakes a little bit because we got to see what happens here a little bit. Uh huh. And uh, my my fourth reason was you know that offensive line is going to be quite inexperienced, and that could turn out to be a bad thing. Yeah, that was on the top of my list, the offensive line, because even though we've added players. I think that, you know, you look across that offensive line, there's no world beaters. I mean, we do have some depth now. We do have some different players. But, I mean, as you look at them as a whole, you don't see a lot of dominant guys. I mean, you know, we we are hoping that some of the draft picks develop develop into into that. But there's no guarantee in that. I mean, how many offensive linemen have we drafted and we were like, oh, this guy's going to, he's going to be the guy, you know, he's going to be a, you know, a, a big help to the offensive line. And it just didn't develop. I mean, Dieter's a perfect example. And one of the most recent examples, um, he didn't really have a good year last year. And we were hoping that he would be a solid guy for years to come. And uh, he may not even be a starter this coming year. So um, that, that was at the top of my list. I mean, that's, that's the, that's the biggest concern because if you look at our offense as a whole, uh, we've got some pretty solid players, you know, at every other position. When you look at the offensive line, uh, you'd love to have one guy that just is a dominant football player. And then the rest of the guys work off of that. And, uh, right now we, I don't see it. You know, hopefully Hunt develops into that. But past him, I don't really see another guy on the on the roster that's going to be that type of player. My biggest concern overall, and it applies to the offensive line probably the most, is the lack of time for the play for all the new people to gel. And the the you know we've got a shorten. Uh, preseason, shortened training camp. They've we, got 14 padded practices to do it. And fewer practices. So there's no time. There's no preseason games hardly. There's no time for anybody to gel. And that's my biggest concern with all the new defensive guys and especially that offensive line. I mean, the defense kind of knows what they got to do most all the time. You, you know what your basic job is. But that those, those offensive linemen – you know they got to get all those those nuances figured out between guard and tackle and tackle and guard and center. So there's a there's a lot for those guys to absorb it's right communication. away. Communication. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I, and you know it's funny because you know none of us have really talked much about our number one pick, Jackson, Austin Jackson. Uh, you know we always seem to look past him, and and all of us are guilty of this. I mean, Mike, you've done it. Jim, you've done it. I think Kirk did it as well. We're all looking at this kid Hunt. Past Austin Jackson, who was our number one draft. Pick. The reason Isn't for it? that is I think he, Jackson needs more development than Hunt right. Does. Yeah, yeah. Right. He, he's probably got a higher ceiling. And then right. you know Robert Hunt comes out and says that that he wants to end people on the field, and that just gets everybody's attention. And you know you you just got to love that type of attitude from a from a f- offensive lineman. So mm-hmm. I think that's why Jackson has kind of got uh, forgotten about a little bit. Right. Well, I, you know, you hope he comes in and you know, can compete. 
And if he can do that, it'll get better. So we'll see. Uh, it's a matter of what, they, you know, how prepared they can get him in, in a very short time. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next pessimistic reason was we have two cast-offs at running back, and really we don't have a complete back. Well, I mean, uh, Mike, when have we had a complete back? I mean, it, are how many complete backs are there in the league? There's not an awful lot anymore. I mean, everything's done by committee these days. And uh, so I don't really look at that as something to be negative about, per se. Mm-hmm. I think that it's more so the depth that we have at that position that is a concern because I'm okay with with Breida being in there, you know, early on downs and late on downs. And Howard, pretty much the same. Um you know, I know they have things that they do a little bit better than the other one does, but I think those two guys, you know, as a, as a, as a pair, will be just fine. Where I have a major concern is past those two guys because uh, if you look at the roster, there's just not an awful lot there beyond those guys, and both of these guys, especially Howard, have a tendency to get banged up a bit. So. Uh, it could be a concern. You know, you've got Gaskin, you got Laird, you got Malcolm. Malcolm Perry's still on the roster, correct? Yes. I believe, yeah. And yes. Balage, who, you know, none of us right. are real high on. Uh, he, he showed his, uh, <laughs> he showed some really ugly, ugly things to us last year. So uh, Mike's favorite expression was he's as elusive as a loaf of bread. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, there is some concern there beyond the two starters. But again, I don't, I don't have any problem with uh, having. I mean, there's just not many complete backs in the league anymore. I mean, there's not many. I can. I'm trying to think of a couple right now, and I really can't. My feeling on the running back situation is, is I'm concerned about how the the they're going to fit into the scheme and the play and all that, and how they will be mixed in. But. It all boils down to that offensive line, and we watched it last year. None of the running backs looked any good, and these are all NFL players, so it's not like they're terrible, but our offensive line just couldn't give them any space to run. So uh, the running back performance is going to be directly tied to how that offensive line comes together. My next reason was we have a pretty tough schedule. Yeah, I had that on my list as well. I mean, it's a really, really tough schedule. Um, other than you know, I talked about our division and it's, you know, it, it's, it's a nice schedule, but past that, uh, it's tough. It's going to be a really, really tough schedule, but you know, I mean, we've got to go out and I think we'd all be happy if they are competing against these tough teams and not going out and getting destroyed by 30, 40 points as we did early in, exactly. in the season last year. So, you know, it, 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 listen, you come out of this schedule, Mike, and you finish around 500. I think we'd all be content with that. We'd be happy. I mean, do we want them to do better? Yes. But looking at this schedule, you know, eight and eight would not be a bad situation at all. Right. I think most people agree with that. Uh, you know, if, if they're being realistic anyway. My next reason was no pass rushing, no true legit pass rushing defensive end. Yeah, we've talked about this several times about where's the pass rush coming from, and it it is Mm -hmm. a concern. Uh, Maybe Agba provides some pass rush. Maybe Lawson provides some pass rush, but I don't think either one of them are going to be dominant pass rushers. Yeah, I I agree with you, and they're they're more uh, edge-contained, run-stopping type defensive ends. I think that's kind of a ploy that they use from the 
call it the Patriot way or whatever, where they, they want to cover the secondary and that allows everybody else to get more time to collapse that pocket and, and get some sacks. So yeah, it is a concern. I'd, I'd like to see a, you know, a Cameron Wake from five or six years ago on the team, but uh, that's just not in the cards right now. So we got to hope that the scheme comes up with some pressure otherwise. Yep. Agreed. I mean, you know, we, I talked about the offensive line not having a dominant type player and, and the same goes here, you know, in regard to the ends. Um, you know, there's not a lot of depth there as well either. I mean, you know, you've got, you, you drafted a few players, you signed a few free agents, but everybody that was on this roster last year, you know, we didn't add these guys to that depth, you know, whereas on the offensive line, there's quite a few guys that are on the roster that were there last year. And, um, you know, we just added a good amount of depth to those guys. In regard to that defensive end position, guys, it, it just, you know, we, everybody that was here last year is now gone, all of them. And uh, the guys we added are just, you know, if they go down, there's just not a lot behind them. And, you know, the pass rush is, as you mentioned, Mike, is going to be, you know, a struggle, especially if these, you know, the starters go down at any point. So, yeah, it, it, it's an issue. There's no question. It's something to be concerned about. Uh, rarely do defensive free agents work out for us. Uh, Van Oy and Lawson are coming off career years. They got paid. What now? <laughs> Why do you always got to go here? Man, uh, we're going to hope the tide has turned a little bit. You know, I always, I like the, the Van Oy, you know, fit. I like the, the, his familiarity with Flores. Obviously, it was a guy that Flores wanted, and we're always talking about, uh, you know, these coaches and general managers picking the types of players that they want. So, ah, man, we just got to hope that uh, these guys fit. And uh, Van Noy did get paid. He got a good deal. Uh, but I think he's, he's going to produce. And, and Lawson still seems to have something to prove, as well as Ogba, really. So... You know, I think these guys are going to play hard, and if the secondary covers, they're going to get their numbers. Yeah, I mean, Mike, I, you know, you got to trust in the coaching, and you got to trust in our GM. You got to understand that the moves that they made, they targeted specific players, and we have to have confidence in that fact. Now, of course, in years past, you know, we looked at some of these signings, you know, in regard to, uh, you know, these big these receivers getting big money and so on and so forth. I think that they went after guys, they gave them a decent contract, not over the top type of contract like we gave Sua and people like that. But I think that these guys are going to be very solid football players. They're upgrades for us. And, and, and I think, you know, they're not going to be world beaters. Um, you know, they didn't get paid as world beaters. So I think that they went out and they did a pretty solid job. And we have to have confidence in the fact that they did that. I think these guys will be okay. We're supposed to be giving pessimistic reasons. You're you turning know, them all off to me. Well, no, I, I mean, I, I do understand that. But as Jim mentioned, when you, when you said, why do you have to go there? Uh-huh. You know, we're, we're talking about, you know, uh, decisions we have made in the past. And, no, I absolutely and, agree with and you. And they haven't been very good. I think what I'm getting at is, is I think this regime is, is playing it a lot smarter than some of the regimes in the past. And I, I have confidence in them. And honestly, this isn't a major concern for me. I mean, I think these guys are going to do a solid job. And I've said it over and over again, they're upgrades up, you know, on top of what we had last year. So... That's where I'm at with that. 
All uh, right. You do make a good point, though, Mike. We haven't had a, a great track record with some of the signings. Oh, for sure. It's been tough on defense. It has. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't want to talk about linebackers. Different no. regime, Jim. Different <laughs> regimes. Different regimes. Okay. This is well, the Flores Greer well, regime. It, it is a, We're being it's pessimistic. A thing across the league. It's not just the Dolphins. Yeah. You know, oh, a yeah. Lot of teams exactly. have trouble. You know, when they bring these guys in, they don't always mesh. Yep. But the advantage that uh, these have, you know, they, they know Flores and Flores knows them. They've all been in the AFC East. That, you know, he knows Vanoy personally. So. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, they targeted those guys for a reason. Yep. I mean, worst case scenario now, Gotchow and Wilkins don't improve. Right. Uh, you know, that that's something we didn't touch on either. I mean, again, you talk about depth. I mean, you got those two guys, and honestly, what do we have behind them? I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it gets a little rough after that, doesn't it, guys? I it mean, does. You know, um, you know the, the kid we drafted, none of us are awfully high on him. Strobridge? Uh, no, 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 not Strobridge. Strobridge, I, I look at him as an end. You know, I, I'm oh, talking yeah. about in the middle of the field behind Gotchow and Wilkins. Um, you know, there's not what, – what was the kid's name that we drafted? Davis, was it? I, I can't even remember his name right now. But um, he didn't get – we didn't get good grades um, as we as we read the evaluations on him. <laughs> they didn't come across – as anything good, <laughs> nothing, nothing positive came out of that, and uh, there's just not a lot of depth there. So we got to hope that these guys stay healthy all all year as well. Yeah, one of my uh, my pessimistic things was the defensive line. I I was excited to see you know what Wilkins and Godshaw can get done, but I'm also concerned that you know we don't have those edge rushers, we don't have a lot of depth, and say Wilkins goes out. You know, you don't really have a, a nose tackle. You're moving guys around. So there is a, a lot of reason for concern there because we just don't have, you know, that dominant pass rusher. We've got nobody really for the offense to really key in on uh, to double team per se. So that is a concern for me is how this defensive line is going to gel. You know, I'm optimistic about the new players we've brought in, but we haven't seen what they can get done on the field yet. So it's it's a catch-22. Well, Zach Seiler uh, played some uh, tackle a little bit, and uh, we were a little bit impressed with him, weren't we? Yeah. I mean, we sh- Mike, we saw him basically – Near the end of the year, and it was he had one solid game. So I, yeah. you know, again, that doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I hear you. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and I understand where you're going, but I mean, you know, it, it's definitely a concern, you know, at that defensive tackle position. I mean, they didn't go out, they didn't sign anybody. They, you know, it, there's just not a lot of depth there at all past those two stars. And, and the kid they drafted that you were thinking of is Raekwon Davis. Yeah. Right, that's what I had said. I thought it, yeah. I thought it was Davis, right? So, I mean, you know, so it, it's a definite concern. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, it's, it's, you know, you just got to hope that these guys stay healthy all year because there's not much behind them. Well, we hope that every year, don't we? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, it, the injuries other, can tear you apart in a hurry. Sorry, Jim. Go ahead. Yeah, no problem. The other thing to mention is we keep mentioning that there's no. No studs really on e- on the team on either side of the trenches, and there's no, you know, bookend pieces really. Well, you know, 
we're a young team. We got a like twenty, a bunch of twenty-three and four-year-old guys, so th they don't have those second contract uh, numbers and notoriety and a whole bunch of stats built up yet. So yep. I'm, I mean, it, we're going to have to. We're building through the draft, and we got to hope that some of these guys blossom and turn into those studs. So, but still a lot to be pessimistic about and say, ah, hey, I don't see, I don't see this happening. And I don't see that happening. So it's the old, is the glass half full or half empty type of thing. Mm -hmm. All right. My last reason to be pessimistic is uh, Flores finds his hands full between an inexperienced coaching staff and uh, team. Lack of discipline and untimely youthful mistakes will be tough to overcome. Yeah, it's funny, Mike, as you touched on two of my things to be pessimistic about, and that was the new coaches and the youth on the football team. I had them as two separate things, uh -huh. but, but at, you can actually group them together, and that's fine. That's great, because we can knock two out with one stone here. <laughs> so, <laughs> But yeah, I mean, I'm not overly concerned with Flores, you know, some of the, some of the coaching decisions. I mean, you know, I, I don't know these guys that well. I'm not a big fan of our new offensive coordinator, never have been. You know, we'll see how that develops. I mean, hopefully the players, you know, go out and do their job and, and he, you know, it, it, they, they prove me wrong. But, uh, you know, there is a lot of youth on the team. And, you know, on top of that, you got a lot of new coaches. And, you know, that combination, you know, could hurt you quite a bit. So, yeah, that's that's definitely reason to be concerned. But, you know, the guy at the top is is going to be key to, you know, keeping it all together, you know, as much as he can. You know, I mean, okay. it's, it's a lot for him as well in his second year, you know. I'm going to throw this out for Gailey. He, you know, he was the uh, offensive coordinator the last time we made the playoffs, and he had Jay Fiedler at quarterback. Yeah. Did he have Ricky Williams? No, he had Lamar Smith. Okay, not bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, let, let's let's give him a fair chance. Mike, let, I, I'll tell you what, Mike. Okay, where was their, <laughs> where was their offense ranked when he was here? How's that? I, it probably so, wasn't very good because they really won on the strength of their defense. But uh, the, po the point there you is. Go. That's it. Uh, Mike, I, we don't have to talk anymore. The point is he got him there. Okay. All right. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know Lou's not a big fan of Chan Gailey, and, and that's. That was one of my big biggest things on my list of pessimistic things. Uh, I, I'm just, I, I don't know. I just don't have a warm and fuzzy feeling about it. Uh, I hope I'm wrong, but uh, it, it just doesn't instill a lot of confidence in in that in that offensive. If they can get that offensive line to play, I think Gailey's going to be fine. Yeah, most likely. If if your offensive line can can win in the trenches, then all your other plays become a lot more easier. You know, Mike, what we have watched is a very, very conservative frame of mind over the years, uh, you know, with our last few head coaches. Totally agree. Okay. Yeah. Now, what we saw last year when we got behind or when we went into games right from Jump Street, we saw a very, very aggressive offense which we have not seen in years. And we talked about it week in and week out that, my goodness, this is a whole different frame of mind and a whole different philosophy. You know, uh, we would and get behind. They, they were not afraid to try something unorthodox either. I right. Mean, that, 40, you know, the, throw 40 times a game. Who cares? You know, you're, it's keeping you in football games. Listen, come Sunday, you have to do whatever is necessary to get the job done. 
And we haven't seen that in years. We saw a very, very, very unaggressive offense, even when we were behind in games. And uh, we saw a complete turnaround last year. And that's where we want to go. And my concern is, is that, uh, you know, maybe we revert back to where we were with this old frame of mind philosophy type of thing. I want to do what's necessary week in and week out, you know, not just pound something in to where, well, that this is the way we need to do it. No, you know, you have to adjust, you know, you have to, you have to do things like you just mentioned, Mike, that are unorthodox week to week, you know, that, that, that say, Hey, you know what? We're not getting the job done this way. Let's go a different route. Mm-hmm. So let's just hope he's not set in stone with his frame of mind and his philosophies. That's my concern. I think it's Jim's concern and it, it should definitely be your concern, Mike. Okay. <laughs> You say so. Yeah. Come on, Mike. <laughs> Come around, Mike. Come on. Any other reasons for pessimism, Jim? Uh, I touched on it briefly earlier. Uh, you know, the the lack of preseason and the lack of, of padding. Not, we really weren't supposed to mention COVID. That was in, in the instructions. So we're not mentioning that. Well, I'm just talking about the, the lack of preparation time. and Big problem. It's a big problem. You know, we talked about the number of, uh, you know, you touched on the youth of the team and the new coaches. All of these things are going to create some problems because they haven't had time to, to play much ball together. So uh, that's... I think I read we're the fifth youngest team in the league, and it sure seems like we're younger than that. But we have Fitzpatrick on the roster. Maybe that makes a difference. But... Uh... Yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, Mike, fifth is not bad. I mean, you know, I mean, there's 32 teams in the league. So, you know, you take Fitzpatrick off this roster, we'd probably (laughs) Uh move up up to number one or two, right? So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, my my biggest concern, and we touched on it across the board, is, is, is a is depth. And, you know, we didn't even discuss the tight end situation with, I know we discussed it a week ago or two weeks ago, you know, past Kaseki, there's not a lot on the roster. And uh, we touched on the majority of the other positions. I mean, linebackers, you know, that's another position that's somewhat of a concern. If you lose a few starters, uh, there's, there's a little bit more depth there, but there's a lot of unproven guys there, you know, guys like Van Ginkle that we didn't see a lot out of, uh, you know, those type of players. So, um, you know, again, well, he's we, a mystery. We don't know what he is. We don't know what he is. We don't know, you know, the, the kids we drafted. We don't know an awful lot about them. You know, I know we signed uh, Roberts, you know, from New England. He's uh-huh. another linebacker. There is a little bit more depth there, but there's a lot of question marks there as well. So, uh, you know, there's a concern because if if starters go down, then uh, we're going to have some some issues because there's just a lack of depth. So well, I think most teams can say that. Now, maybe we have more depth than some teams simply because we're in the middle of a rebuild. We haven't quite finished yet. But it's a lot of positions, Mike, is what I'm getting at. Yeah, no, I agree with you. you I know, do a lot, uh, and and you can throw. You start we- at running back. You can st- talk about receiver now. Yes. You know, with the two bailing out. Absolutely. So, That's what I was going to say. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that was again, one. I agree with you. One of my last things was uh, the receiver group. We talked about Parker, and everybody seems to think Williams is going to come back and, and start making catches he did last year. And, and that's. That's a big injury to come back from. So that remains to be seen whether he's going to be able to uh, make it yep. happen just like he could last year. Yep. He's but, young. He's oh, young. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 
you hope he can. I oh, mean, yeah, that's, yeah. you know, that's the hope. We so got to hope for the best, but yeah. It that's... doesn't always happen in a year. Sometimes it takes yep. a second year, so we'll yep. see. Yeah, he and, was you know, one of my... It's all a matter of whether he gets his speed back. Right. All right, guys. Uh, this was an interesting show. I hate to be pessimistic like that because, uh, you know, and most of those topics I'm actually leaning towards the optimistic side. Uh, I'm really happy with what they're doing, and I'm really happy with the approach. So, you know, I am optimistic, and I, I, I do think that, you know, while they may not be better than 8-8, eight and eight, they're, they're going to be a fun team to watch. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I mean, you look at this roster, Mike, and you're like, okay, where are our star players? Where are they? Uh, okay, well, you've got a couple of guys that, that, are, that are really, really good football players, Parker. Um, you know, but you know, as a whole, there, there's not a lot of superstars on this team, if any. No. Um, so it's going to be a group effort. And how many superstars were on the uh, team that won championships? Well, there's there's a lot of Hall of Famers, right? Ago. But the, but mm-hmm. what I'm saying is they were a young team. Oh, there's uh, no question. They you know, developed, that right. grew they, together and yes. they grew into good players. Absolutely. I mean, but you had, you did have veterans like Bonacani, Mike, and right, and right, who like, they traded for, and Warfield, who they traded for, exactly. Definitely. But what I'm saying is, you know, the offensive line was a bunch of, you know, discards and that they molded into a, a maybe one of the best offensive lines ever. Yeah, absolutely. And that defense that was so good was called a no-name defense because exactly. nobody knew any of them at the when they started out, you know? Right. So, so you know, yeah. you never know what's going to happen. Agreed. Yeah, I mean, you know, but again, if you look at the roster as a whole, you know, you, you see guys, you see some veteran guys, you see guys that you just don't see the superstars. You don't see a guy that's going to just take over a football game. So they're going to have – it's going to be a team effort. And you, Mike, you hit it. I mean, they're going in the right direction. There's no question about it. But, um, you know, in regard to the roster itself, uh, you know, you're just looking at it and you're like, man, we do need guys to develop mm-hmm. into those type of players. There's no question about it. I mean, you have to. You have to have a few of these guys that we've drafted. You know, two would be in one of them, and maybe a couple of these offensive linemen that we drafted become dominant football players right. and and become you know uh, Pro Bowl players. And That's I think what your, you your next draft, you're going after your wide receiver or your you know skilled players uh, with a more than this past draft, or your defensive end that's yeah, going to dominate uh-huh. football. Exactly. Games. Yes. Yep. At, or your linebacker that does the same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Depending on what they're looking for. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, good show, gentlemen. Thank you. Uh, You're very welcome. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Yep. Uh, I hope everybody listening enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. Fins up. All right. So that's our show for this week. I just want to remind everyone that the FinFans podcast is part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. 